Hi, this is Verbal Intercourse with Wandy. And Rockstar. Um, first off, I want to throw out there that you guys um, can help us talk about subjects each week. Um, send us an email at verbalintercourse at yandex.com or verbalintercourse69 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on here. Anyway. So is verbal intercourse 69, is that special relevance? No, I think it's just something you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Probably sex. Wow. <laughs> oh, you do have that on your mind a lot. Okay. We are going to talk about a subject that nobody wants to talk about. Oh, what would that be? Erectile dysfunction. Yes. <laughs> you can't even get the word out. No, I was wanting you to say it. Yes, erectile dysfunction. What a pleasant topic. Actually, I wanted you to say lip dick. Yeah, you wanted to make it funny, too. Yeah, well, we just roll with it, and we can cut it, cut it, and it, like I said, it's going to it. Anyway, okay, so we're going to talk about erectile dysfunction. Yep. Um, why do you think nobody, why do you think that's a subject nobody wants to talk about? Because it's embarrassing. Who wants to talk about, you know, it's, it's because of the way society's portrayed it over the, you know, I mean, I could go off all night about that. Um, why do you think it is? subject that's so touchy. Because nobody wants to talk about a man's dick. Unless it no, is I know that's not true. that <laughs> wife or that girlfriend or a bunch of girls standing in that locker room. But girls anyway, talk about dick all the time. Not as much as you think. Gosh. You think that's all we talk about? Not all, but a lot. <laughs> um... You know, I couldn't find any studies to show the percent of divorces that um, were caused by erectile dysfunction. Yeah, it's because... Uh, because, you know, how would they know? It's if they're a, not, people aren't coming forward. It's underreported. Right. You know, it's a simple biological function, you know. It's just the same thing as, you know, diabetes or any other illness that you can think of, uh, it happens. Shit happens as you get older, and sometimes it's not even when you get older. Shit happens if you're overweight, or if you don't take care of your body, or for genetics, or congenital, whatever. Uh, it happens. But nobody wants to talk about it because uh, society, it's all about, you know, it's all about, it's all about a man being a man, and a woman being a woman. And, and, and the stereotypes that those things are portrayed as um yeah it goes untreated a lot of it goes untreated because people our men are embarrassed how many people in this how many people in this country alone men in this country alone are 30 million 30 million and that's probably that's probably Six million go untreated and that's probably you know they only know about it if somebody tells them right right some way or another so there's probably way more than that. Worldwide, it's 140. Million. And you should specify what erectile dysfunction is in the first place. That doesn't mean you get drunk and you can't get it up one night. Now, why don't you 
give the definition of erectile dysfunction, or tell us in your words what erectile dysfunction is. Erectile dysfunction is the ability, inability to get an erection uh, firm enough to have vaginal intercourse or anal intercourse or whatever intercourse you're into. Uh, in other words, your dick isn't hard enough to stick in whatever you want to stick it in. Uh, and that can be from a variety of causes. Uh, sex is the most complicated of, it's the most simple thing we all take for granted, but it's one of the most complicated processes in your body. It's dependent on you know, 20 different factors. And if any one of those factors in, in the process goes wrong, it can throw the whole thing off. Well, you know, just because we don't talk about it just doesn't mean that it's not there. It is more common than what we think it is. Um, another reason why it goes untreated. <laughs> you ready for this one? Sure. Insurance. Right. Right. Well, right. Insurance won't eat. They don't recognize it or they won't. They don't want to pay for it. Uh, but I, I don't know how much. I think that definitely that definitely factors into it. I mean, first off, though, it's it's mainly it's the stigma attached to it. No man wants to admit, even to he can't even admit to his own partner, uh, you know, let alone strangers or even a doctor, you know, or anybody else that you know he can't get his dick hard. Uh, it, it, for a man, speaking from my viewpoint, at least from a man's uh, perspective. I mean, that is your center of power. That is your manlyhood. That is supposed to be stiff and hard and and strong. And who wants a limp noodle? You know, nobody wants nobody wants a limp dick. I mean, even even the thought, you know, just but the that's way, no reason for insurance not to pay for it, none whatsoever. No, 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 it's not. And I mean, that's a whole different that's a whole different subject. I mean, who decides that that is part of an exclusion in your um? People that want people that want to make insurance companies and the people that are trying to keep the cost down and they see a loophole or they see something they get away with and they do it. But again, that's a whole different different topic. Actually, I mean, what first what, off, people what are they li listed as as an exclusion? Sexual dysfunction. Right? Yeah, sexual dysfunction, which it, it isn't really sexual dysfunction. It's it's erectile dysfunction. Ain't nothing wrong with ain't nothing wrong with your set your ability your to have sex. Drive, your sex drive, ability to have sex. It's your it's the ability to get an erection. It's it's a simple mechanical process, a biomechanical process, and you know, uh, it most of the time I think nine out of ten times used to be people used to think doctors used to think and everybody used to think that it was psychogenic which means it was all in the mind you know so a guy couldn't get it up because it was in his mind and studies have shown that that is not the case it is a physiological process it is it is some kind of a glitch in the physiological process either for some reason your veins can your your veins and arteries can't get enough blood into your penis to get an, a, a firm erection or worse yet you can get blood in but then you have what's called venous leakage which means that the blood all drains out so you can get an erection but then it goes away which is imagine you know imagine that uh, that's almost even worse and then there are other uh you know there are other uh causes too uh but they're all physical and they're all correctable actually i mean it, there is no there is virtually no case of erectile dysfunction that can't be cured well we can talk about the treatments you want to talk about the treatments sure You've got, you've got the pill form. You have like five different 
have five different steps, uh, and I just watch uh, the the Austin Powers uh, <laughs> show, and uh, like I was telling you before, you watch the Austin Powers show, and and it's just got to it's just, it's there's a lot of misinformation out there, and there's it's just a subject everybody's uncomfortable with. Are you going to go to a party and say, hey, well, by the way, I got erectile dysfunction, I, you know, well, no. <laughs> you know. so you know. Uh, it's something. I got drainage canal. Yeah, no. yeah, and that exactly. <laughs> I hope not. And that's exactly what. That's exactly the problem. You, you know, you can't solve a problem unless you talk about it in the first place or bring it up. And anybody, you know, no, no one wants to bring it up. But you know, treatment-wise, I mean, they they start with pills that you know increase the blood flow. That's that's basically what they do. They increase the blood flow, but those but don't. But with a severe tolerant function, right? Not work. Right. If you have venous leakage, that's not going to work. Uh, and then you can move from that to you know the next step is one that you know terrifies most, most people. Men. <laughs> most men, I would think, are terrified. Say people, because you say men. Okay, men, but uh, is uh, what's called uh, intercavernosal injections, which is. Uh, I don't know how else to put it, but you take medication, you inject it into your penis and you get an erection, uh, which sounds horrid, I guess, to people that are needle adverse, but it actually is, is not like it sounds. And, and actually people, I don't think a lot of people realize that porn stars, for example, they use that all the time because, uh, it, it, uh, I don't know what people think, but it's not a normal thing to have an erection for two or three hours at a time, rock hard and go, you know, uh, normally, once you once you uh, have sex and, and a man ejaculates, penis goes flaccid, you know. So that's just the way it works. Uh, obviously, that's not a good thing if you're in the porn industry. So uh, that's why they use the injections. But just an interesting side note about that is everybody thought it was psychogenic and it was in in guy's mind until a guy finally discovered that if he took a certain uh, drug or a combination of drugs and injected it into the penis that it's, it doesn't matter whether you, you could be, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your mental state. It doesn't matter your physical state. You're going to get an erection. You're going to get an erection and you're going to get, and depending on the dosage that you put in there, you're going to get an erection for a good long time. And, and to prove his point, he went out on stage and pulled his pants down. I took a needle, injected it into his penis. Five minutes later, he had a raging erection there on the stage. And people were shocked and gasped because they, they understood right away that that meant that this was a physical, a physical ailment that could be cured by, you know, medical means. But you, so you have the injections after injections, uh, you, the pump. you have something called a pump or penile assisted device or vacuum assisted device or whatever, which is, you know, uh, I think when I was a kid, I used to think about sticking my cock in a, in a, uh, <laughs> sticking it in a, and wonder what it'd be like to stick it in a vacuum cleaner you know it's like oh it's like yeah that might be good but i can see you thinking that so essentially that's what it is but and it works it does work but the problem is uh usually it's because you've got venous leakage and you get to that point and then you have to put what's more you know what are called constrictor rings or something like that around it and basically so basically you use a vacuum to suck all the blood into your penis and get an erection and then you put a clamp on it and keep it in there and you know that's just number one that's ruined spontaneity it's awkward uh can be and uh it's just not not a desirable way to go uh certain especially not you know if you've been in a relationship for a while 
and you uh, are comfortable with each other, maybe. But you know, if it's your couple just starting out or that kind of stuff, I mean, there goes you know, there goes all the there goes all the the sexiness or whatever eroticism out of the relationship. But and uh, you know, after that, uh, that's about yeah, it. Nobody ever here. What comes after that? No man ever wants to think about doing. Yeah, no man ever wants to think about doing it. But I kind of find that odd in a way because, to me, in a way, it almost almost is. Uh, uh, or I could be wrong because I'm not because I'm not a man. I well, shouldn't speak for men. I can so. I can date myself and talk about you know <laughs> uh, talk about it. They used to have a show called The Six Million Dollar Man that you know where he was he had gotten a some kind of wreck or plane crash or something and they had to rebuild him and he got parts that were better and stronger and faster than, than he was as a normal person. So the next step is, you know, penile, what's called a penile prosthesis, which, uh, there's three types. There's three types. There's, there's one that basically is put a rod in your penis and then you just bend it one way or the other, which I don't even think, I don't even believe they do that crap. I mean, who wants to walk around with that? Um, but then they have, uh, basically the ones that are super popular now are ones that are, either a two-piece or a three-piece pump and the three-piece pump like is the it's it's totally awesome really for people that have the problem i mean they take two because people have to understand what you know what i wonder how many people out there uh really understand or take the time to even worry or wonder how an erection works or how it happens you think they no they don't they don't they it works they take it for granted and they don't ever think about it, but it's a fascinating thing. But all it is is there's two chambers in your in your in a person's penis, and uh, based on chemical reaction and so on and so forth, it allows blood to go into the penis, and then it traps it there, and you got an erection. Uh, so well, I did pros and cons of each, and uh, I see why the three piece one, the one that one, uh, why it's more chosen by me yeah it's perfectly so. it's it mimics perfectly naturally an erection you'll never know you, you would never know you even had it and unless you're that one new guy that liked to walk around the semi-hard cock yeah i suppose that would i didn't think of that you're you thought of that one i, I didn't think <laughs> of that. um but it, the, the thing is it's just it's simple you take out they take the chambers that normally would have blood in them and they put in uh, they put in two implants in there that fill up with saline or whatever uh, instead of blood. And you have a little pump that uh, goes in your scrotum and you have a reservoir that holds liquid that's in your in your pelvis area. You don't know it's there. Simple thing. It's like an hour, hour and a half procedure. And then all you do is, you know, when you want to have sex, you just pump that, uh, pump that in the scrotum uh, and you can get, you know, you can get an erection and you goes you can in studies have shown that usually the prosthesis will increase the girth of your penis and maybe even give you a little bit of length and you will certainly uh have as i've heard doctors say you'll have you know a guy that might be 50 might have the erection of a 20 year old and not only that you can keep that erection for as long as you like you can have that erection for 10 hours if you want would you like to tell our audience how we know so much about this because we're going through the we're going through this process. That's why we know so much about it. And I have a medical background, so and 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 we, you know, it's it's something that's uh, profoundly profoundly it can profoundly affect a human being and a relationship. Okay, what kind of advice would you give married couples that are going through this as well? 
well, married couples, uh, I mean, you know, assuming, you know, I assume that if a couple is married, you know, that they're, they love each other and, uh, I, we don't know how many um, people out there that have ended up in a divorce because, um, well, it depends on what your relationship is. Uh, it depends on what your relationship's based on, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, you're bringing that out there that, uh. That you know, this is something we're going through. So, uh, and we're married. So, what's your what's your viewpoint on it? What advice would I get? I get I, I get aggravated. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I get aggravated. Uh, um, well, when you say aggravated, what do you get aggravated? Why? What do you get aggravated about? When we start to do something and we never finish. Yeah, it's always aggravating not to finish something started. And, and but you know the woman should remember it's just as aggravating for the man. Well, I, yes, I know this. And and it's worse because the man feels, you know, the man feels responsible. I mean, the man feels like he's deficient in some way or it's something he did, when in truth it really isn't anything the man did. It, it's not like you know he woke up one day and said, "I think I'm going to make my penis dysfunctional." Um, so it really, it really hits a man and it's like a gut punch. Uh, it was for me. Uh, it makes you feel a lot of, a lot of things that, you know, I wouldn't think anybody would want to feel. You didn't want to tell me at first, did you? Well, there's no hiding something like that. Um, you're talking about, you're talking about in the past when, you know, I mean, I never had any problems. I've been super sexual my whole life. I, it's a big part of my life. And uh, by the time that uh, we met, you know, I already knew that I had some issues. You know, something wasn't quite right. Uh, you know, so I turned to the pills first, and they worked okay. But you know, they're a hassle because you got to plan it out because there's a time frame, and so you can't just be spontaneous. It's you know, uh, some of the drugs like Cialis or whatever, they, they last longer, but it's just a hassle, but it worked and it was okay. Um, but you know, it became progressively worse to the point where, you know, I realized, uh Oh, this isn't working anymore. And that's when, you know, that's when a person has to make choices or decisions. And, and I think, you know, I think that people, it, I think it should be something where it's open enough and, uh, we're all adults where somebody can go and seek treatment from a doctor and, and, and rectify the problem. It's, it's, right. recti it's easily rectifiable. It wasn't for me because insurance half the time insurance doesn't pay for those type of things. Yeah. Uh, and then, I'm going to get into that too. And, yeah. And then you don't want to, uh, you know, again, you don't want to, I looked at it this way for me. All I, all I knew was that I'm goal oriented, always have been. So for me, it's all about what's going to solve this problem. So I took it on myself to find out what options were out there and you know the injections were obviously the next thing uh it was a scary step and i had to go through you know the internet and get stuff without doctor treatment uh because it was either that you know i don't know what would have happened you know if i couldn't have got got an erection anymore but i think it you know i don't know i don't want to say that your love's not strong enough to endure it or anybody's isn't but it's a huge part of uh as i keep telling you all the time when you tell me you don't want it uh, it's a huge Whatever. part. It's a huge part of a relationship. It's a huge part, and so I felt that uh, that if I couldn't solve that problem, that it might be 
damaging or possibly even threaten to end the relationship. Uh, and and so in any event, just I took the next step, and you know it worked. It worked. You know, it worked. Not only did it work, it's like four hours of the most outrageous hard-on you've ever had. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And it stayed awesome for a number of years. Uh, but then after a period of time, you know, it's gotten to the point now where no problem getting the blood in, but it just doesn't stay in. So when you get to that point, you know, you're, 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 you're looking at the end of the end of the options there, and, and then that's when the penile implant comes in. Do you want to know what my advice would be? I would tell the men not to, not to be upset over their wife's reactions, and, but I would also tell the women that be supportive. Be very supportive because that your, your, your man's going to need you. And that's true, but it's hard to do. It is hard to do because. When, but I have been there for you. You have, but it can be pretty. It can be pretty uh, intense, you know, when you're in the bedroom and it's happening, and uh, you know, it causes hard feelings or it causes it causes uncomfortable feelings. Uh, it can. Uh, it just depends on your level of devotion and your and your motivation. For me. Uh, you. Sorry. No, go ahead. You were set up for a surgery. Yeah, I was set up for surgery. Uh, where at? At the Mayo Clinic? Yes, when? Just recently. I know. How? Okay, anyway. Why didn't you get done? Because it's an exclusion in my insurance policy. They don't cover it. They'll cover gender reassignment. I wouldn't say that. That is, uh, unless you have known facts, I would not say that. Well, I do know. I do know for a fact that this particular insurance co company will cover surgery for that for gender assignment. If someone needs to be, you know, someone needs to be a man, they will construct. They will pay for a, con a construction of a penis. They do, and that's a fact. And I find that odd. I have nothing. I have. I mean, I have no. It's not any kind of a statement at all meant to disparage any particular group. I mean. If somebody feels like, you know, they were born into a different body, I understand all of that. And that's perfectly fine. I just don't understand why they won't pay for somebody to uh, to regain their natural function. I find that kind of odd. How much out of pocket does that um, surgery cost? $45,000 or so. And they won't, even, they won't even help pay for that. So essentially they're condemning you to a life of no sex. And, and if you're in a relationship... You know they're they're possibly condemning your relationship as well, and it doesn't just affect one person; it affects both. Right, and we have talked to a few couples with the same problem, and uh, they opted out of no treatment and haven't had sex in years. Huh. Yeah, talked to a few couples. Yeah, and that's amazing because I would have never uh, I would have never known any of that until you know the issue came up and had had to broach it with some people for reasons that were just necessary and guess what oh i've had that my husband's had that problem for three years and we haven't had sex for three years so there's you would be surprised the number of people that are dealing with this and not again it's not just a man problem it is the problem of uh, the man or the woman that loves the man you know i'm gonna um tell you 
So I did a little research on how much the pills cost without insurance. I was very shocked. No, actually I wasn't. Um, Cialis, five milligram, 30 tabs is $150. 10 milligrams, 30 tabs. Now this is the shocker, it jumps up to $918. Just for five more milligrams. And then 20 milligrams, 30 tabs is 924. Now that makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, it makes perfect sense if you want to make money. Uh, cost of Viagra. And this is from, uh, how do you say that company's name? Pfizer? Yes. And these are all PD5E inhibitors is what they are. 100 milligrams of Viagra is 61.50. So just one 100 milligram, 61 dollars. And then, have you ever heard of Stringra? It's one of the newer ones, I think. 50 milligrams, 30 tabs. 50 milligrams, 30 tabs is 1,954 dollars. Who can afford that? If you're rich, you can. Right, and the and and there's a whole lot of rich guys uh, running around out there with penile or with penile implants or taking medications. Um, you know, and another thing to take into consideration is when you take those pills, they affect your entire body. They they open up the vascular system in your entire body, so you can get headaches, you can have runny noses, you can have all sorts of nasty side effects in taking those pills. So uh, they're not they're not the holy grail that the commercials make them out to be. Oh, take a Viagra and you'll be a man again. You know, be 90 years old and you'll be a man again. Uh, it's not that way. If anything, the injections are much more uh, they're much more precise because they inject the medication straight into the area it needs to go, and you have an instant effect and a much more profound effect without any of the side effects. Assuming you don't have venous leakage or something like that where it won't stay in there. That's that's a different matter. Well, is there anything else we can cover on this? Well, there's a zillion things we can cover on this. This is, you know, we've talked about this and it needs to be advocated. We need to get it out here, you know. I mean, they get breast cancer awareness out. They get uh, a lot of other illnesses out there. Uh, you know, you go to talk about erectile dysfunction and, you, you know, you'll see a group of people laughing or giggling, you know, <laughs> erectile dysfunction. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my analogy would be, you know, uh, you have a vet that goes, uh, you have somebody goes over to war and they lose their legs and they come back and they have prosthetic legs. Are you going to giggle at them? Because, you know, it wasn't their fault they lost their legs. Uh, but they did, and they're doing the best they can. They have an option. They have prosthetic legs that they can walk around and try to function as normally as possible. What's the difference between that and your sexual life? And anybody that says, oh, sex isn't, isn't necessary, it's not a, it's not a, a primary, you're not going to die from not having sex, try going without it. Anybody listening to this, try go without it for, for a week or two weeks or a month or three months and see how you feel. Tell me if it's necessary then. Calm down, simmer right. down, Rockstar, simmer down. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a major, it's a major thing. Touchy subject. But there are, but I, 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 I know, and also I should mention, you know, there's places like, uh, there's forums like Frank Talk where, uh, full of men that you know of all ages, all stations in life, uh, all different, 
all different things that talk about their problem. You know, and you would be shocked at the number of and younger men, men in their 30s, even 20s that are having problems and have, and, and, have, and have spent 10, 15 years having erectile dysfunction. And can you imagine how many times that, you know, they've met somebody they cared about or liked or whatever. And can you imagine the pain and suffering that they've went through? And, and the people that maybe cared about them went through. And they've just lived with it. They've just lived with it. And, and you know, it's starting to get to the point where now people are starting to discuss it. And, and the insurance companies don't really want them to discuss it because they don't want to pay for it. Uh, but, but they certainly see uh, the profit in it. The, the, the companies that make the implants and that type of thing, certainly they certainly want to discuss it because they see the profit. Um, but, but that all aside, I would just say to people that are going through it, if you really love each other, I wouldn't go, I'm, I wouldn't go as far as to say that if you love somebody, you know, you have to tolerate anything. Uh, I wouldn't tolerate, you know, I don't, I doubt if you would tolerate if I beat on you, for example, you know, uh, no. you know, I don't think, I, I think there's certain things you can't tolerate. I think it's just, I think it's just a very personal thing. Uh, but it shouldn't get to that point. That's the whole thing. It shouldn't get to that point. There, there literally, uh, there is almost no case of erectile dysfunction that can't be fixed and fixed satisfactorily. So with that in mind, you know, if it was something where, you know, if erectile dysfunction was something where you, you're, you know, you got something happened and your penis fell off. Well, I guess that's a permanent thing. You can't fix that. Right. But, and, well, I guess they did with Bobby, didn't they? They put his back on it. I don't know how it works. Yeah, you, you'd they have did. to ask John Wayne about that. Yeah, I don't know how they. Yeah. But uh, but but so so it's an unnecessary thing to have to 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 have to deal with. But it but when you're going through it, uh, you just need to keep in mind that there is a solution. You just have to work hard enough to get to the solution. And in the interim, you find ways. You know, you and find don't ways. Don't let the insurance company jack you around. Fight it, fight it, fight it. Right, right, and and you. You you just research it and you find a way and you you get you get the problem solved whatever that may be. If pills work for you, fine. If the shots work for you, fine. If you need an implant, fine. You know if a pump works for you, fine. Uh, you know right now that's where we're at. Uh, you know we're 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 at the pump thing. It's just a short term stopgap between that and until I get the surgery. So uh, is it ideal? No, it is not. But I make the best of it. Uh, you know you can. Uh, there's a positive side to everything. It depends whether you're a positive or negative person. You know, you you know, you can make a positive out of anything. And hey, I thought we had some pretty great sex the other night. Come on now. What? We don't have to let her. Oh sure we do. No, we have we, we yes we do. <laughs> yes, we need to let them know. Stop if I can it. talk about my dis, my sexual dysfunction, then I I can talk about having good sex. So but you you really just have to you have to hang in there and uh, I think two people that really care about each other, they don't, I don't think they, I don't think they part ways when somebody has an issue that they can't help. Um, I think they stick by that person, hopefully, and they help them get the problem solved. If the problem for some reason doesn't get solved, then obviously, you know, it, it's hard. And, and that comes, there's, there's where, you know, you talk about the number of divorces. Yeah, it's hard. And, and from the stuff we've researched, you know, a lot of times it becomes, you know, the man becomes bitter and blames the woman 
for the problem. It's 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 a cop. I just don't know how it's it would be a woman's fault. Well, it wouldn't be the woman's fault, but you know, the man may be hurt. You know, when the woman reacts, you know, negatively because it's not happening, then the man, you know, feels like he's being belittled or whatever, and it just it it's just it's a difficult it's a difficult thing it's a difficult thing so. So that's why it's so important to get this out here and people need to listen to, to it and talk about it without having stigma of it being some kind of a joke or something we don't talk about or taboo. It's not. It's a simple physiological process. And just like if you had diabetes, you take medication or get a shot. Uh, you know, if you broke your arm, you get a cast and set it and it would heal. I mean, that's what it is. And it shouldn't be dealt with any differently than that. Nobody should be ashamed at all. And I certainly, I'm looking forward to have a prosthesis. I doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I I can't wait for it either. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to function normally, better than normal, probably. When we went to the doctor, our, the doctor looked at me and was like, "You will feel like you can't even remember when you've had an erection that this good that you're going to have." So he was, you know, I think, I, I thought, I, I thought, looking at the doctor, that he really enjoys doing what he does, you know, because he's helping people. He's bringing. Makes you wonder if he, if he had that problem too. He, he may very well. So, there you go. Well, that's our talk for this time. If you have any questions, you can um, drop us a question at our emails. Um, verbalintercourse69 at gmail.com or verbalintercourse at yandex.com because verbal intercourse is all you have when your penis won't get hard <laughs> hope you all have a good night bye bye